Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical world view. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. And he is in the uh, state of Pennsylvania. I'm in the wonderful state of South Dakota. And we are very excited to have you joining us today. Whether you're listening to us or watching us, we really appreciate that. Like this video, follow us, let us know you enjoyed it. Five-star review on a podcasting platform would be really helpful. Um, But of course, not required, but we'd really appreciate it. Um, Go to our show website, trdshow.net, and you'll find a description of the show in case you're wondering what the show is all about. Why are we called the Reformed Dissenters? Well... That's on the show. We uh, also discussed in a previous, didn't we discuss in a previous episode what reformed evangelical means, what it means to truly be reformed? Mm -hmm. There's another answer for that, to that question if you were looking for that. Um, So head over to our website. You can also follow us on all sorts of places like Facebook, Instagram, if you want censored content or follow us on Gab, Getter, and a whole bunch of other places if you want places that, you know, don't hate free speech. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Also sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter, of course. I mean, what else would we call it? Uh, And then also you're going to want to head to flfnetwork.com slash Knoxville 2022. It's up on screen. Check out that link if you want to see us live at the Fight Laugh Feast conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's on October, uh, let's see, October 6th through the 8th. It'll be really cool. Um, and if you haven't heard of the cross-politic platform or the uh, Fight Left Feast network before, you should really, really check them out. Um, I have two of their stickers, actually, on my iPad here, in addition to our own sticker and a JP Sears and a Blaze and a Gab. I have all sorts of really cool stickers. But two of them, this one right here and this one right here, are both cross-politic, Fight Left Feast. So check them out. Um, yeah, I think those are all the announcements um so that was that was fast um it's current events monday we got a lot to go through our uh schedule schedule is going to be changed just a little bit we've adjusted it just a smidge and um it's a little bit different what we're doing is actually we have a core set of articles we want to discuss core set of topics and Jacob is going to be commenting on some of those. He's studied uh, and researched them a little bit as well. But I'll be kind of um, presenting those core articles to you today and giving my own commentary as well. Today, we're going to be discussing education in America, the state of education in America. And it was prompted by three things that um, were in the news this week. So we'll be discussing that. But before we get so, into... So- Go ahead. Hold on. All of that to say, I'm not going to be starting this week. Bruce is going to be starting. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I will be starting, which will be abnormal, and you'll be so confused at first, but hopefully you'll get used to it. All right. So before we get into all that, though, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 9, which says, The wise men shall be put to shame. They shall be dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom is in them? Again, that's Jeremiah 8, verse 9. That last part of that verse really stood out to me, and I think it plays perfectly into any conversation we have, I mean, about 
anything in the word of God, but specifically apologetics and presuppositional apologetics, you know, it says they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom is in them? Wisdom is conditional on us not rejecting the word of the Lord. And that's not just for specific areas of our life. That's not just areas of our life that we feel good about, about following God's law in. That's not just on Sundays when we go to church. That's not just our devotional time each day and night when we go to pray and read his word. It's all areas of our lives. It includes raising children. It includes how we do our jobs every day. It includes our political um, persuasions and what we're working for and, and what we'd like to see happen. It includes all areas of life. And today we're going to be talking about education. And I thought that this verse tied in really well to that. Because we're talking about um, what happens when education is something that is taken away from the parents and given to the civil government, taken away from the people that are supposed to be educating their own children, the parents, and given instead to another institution, whether that be a school or civil government. Now, a school obviously is better than the civil government. But still not ideal, still not what we should be striving for as Christians. That should be a, a worst case scenario that we have to send them to school because of some other circumstance. But it shouldn't be the ideal. And we're going to discuss that in a moment. So hopefully um, that verse stood out to you as well and, and kind of sunk in that they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom is in them? And they sh and because of that, they shall be dismayed and taken. They shall be put to shame. So I thought that was really important. Jake, anything you'd like to add on that verse while we're discussing it? Okay. Nope. Well, I look forward nope. to your commentary on Wednesday. So yes. that will be nice. Yeah. All right. So let's move into our uh, current events section portion of the show. And today I have three headlines I want to bring up. The first is... Um, Interesting. It seems like um, another victory from the Republican, quote unquote, Republican side of things, right? But it, it says, in God we trust signs going up in more Texas schools. So right out the gate, I mean, that sounds pretty good. You know, there's more logos or, or, or mottos, which is our national motto is in God we trust. It's on our coins. I, surprisingly, I can't imagine why they would have that on there nowadays. Um, but it is, which is great. I mean, it's not true, unfortunately. This country does not trust in God. But at one point it did, and our national motto reflects that. Um, but apparently Texas State Bill 797 requires, and this is a direct quote from the bill, public schools and institu institutions of higher education um, to display a banner or durable poster uh, with the national motto, In God We Trust, if it's donated to the school. So it's an interesting uh, uh, little facet of this is that it has to be donated to the school. Um, so the language was actually updated to require that educational institutions display the motto banner if it's donated to them. So if someone donates a banner that says in God we trust in a poster or whatever the, the bill actually describes and stipulates what it should look like and specifications on that. But um, if they donate a banner that meets those specifications, 
the school is legally now obligated and required to hang it in a prominent place in the school, which is interesting. I don't know. In a minute, I'd love to get your thoughts on that, Jake. But I think it's interesting to note that so many of the recent bills in Texas that have been passed require action on the part of the private citizen. Um, the abortion pill, bill, pill, sorry. the abortion bill is, is another good example of this. I mean, it's required that the citizens act on that bill or act. Because, yeah, go ahead. And, and because it, it takes it and the wording of that, okay, it, it allows it to go through even when um, there are laws like in the constitution that say, um, freedom of religion Mm. right so so even though they have that it's saying that the the government's not enforcing them to have these things on the people are giving them the things yeah you know so then they have to put it up or with the abortion thing is that it was that um the people could sue others who were having an abortion and so then, and, and it's not the government enforcing it, it's the people pushing it. So they yep. were able to um, sort of get away with that. But Yeah. Well, and we it's interesting about, that it, it seems like the civil government in Texas almost seems to be spurring people onto action. Almost seems to be giving them things to act on that they can do to then put it back in their hands. To say, we are going to do less, we're going to require less, we're going to fund less, we are going to actively do less, which is good, that's wonderful, but you need to do more. In order for this to actually happen, and in in order for abortions to be ended in Texas, you, the people, need to take action, which is where it should have been in the first place, right? I mean, one could make the argument that if an abortion occurs, that mother should be you know, and the doctor, there should be severe repercussions on that. Imagine what you'd do for a murderer, right? If there were a homicide, what would you do to the person who murdered the other person, right? That's the same thing we're talking about here. Um, yeah. But, and there's nuances to that, of course. But And, I, and I, I think a little bit of it, for me, how I would see that is that they are um, trying to find different ways to put laws through um, that fits with their agenda um even though it works for us it works out for us i think it's a little bit of their own like inner nature to want to be still pushing laws through Mm. and they're trying to find ways around our current um system yeah yeah so it's not necessarily i would say it's not necessarily a um an innocent or a wanting to do good yeah. to it. Yeah. They're yeah. just wanting to, you know, go through their agenda and push their, yeah, not push their agenda, but you know. Yep. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point is that that's kind of, they, we have to take it with a grain of salt, right? Because again, they're not doing this in the name of right. God. They're not doing this, from a scriptural perspective, largely, right? So we have to be very leery. And even if they were, we should still be leery because at this point, the amount of power they have is 
insane and astronomical and anyone with that amount of power should be um we should be suspicious of them by default so um but anyways um what's interesting is that the effect of this actually is apparently it's working um, so according to the Epoch Times, and this is a direct quote from the article that I referred, is an increasing number of signs featuring the words have been donated to school districts across Texas, which is really cool. Um, you know, what, one facet of this, one thing that I really appreciate is that it's all privately funded. Uh, the schools aren't being required to pay for the banners, which is great. Uh, they are purely donations from private citizens, but they are required to hang them up so if they get donated they have to hang them um so ultimately so the the guy who's who's actually putting this bill together and submitted it and is doing all the legwork here seems like a decent guy i mean he uh talks a big talk he seems to be very godly i don't know exactly what all the specifics are but he seems like an interesting fellow check him out in the article for sure but ultimately he's working in vain to preserve and repair something that doesn't need fixing in the first place because it's doing exactly what it was designed to do. The government schools aren't broken. They are succeeding at what they were designed to do. They are not failing. This is what... There was no possible other place that these schools could have gone. There was no possible other outcome when the civil government decides to start training children than utter demise for that culture like what we're seeing right now. And it's not just education. It's all areas of life. It's any area that God did not give them authority in, such as roads and healthcare and building inspections. And the list goes on and on and on. They are the justice division of society and they are allowed to provide limited defense for the nation. That is it. When they get out of those boundaries, bad things happen every time. So government schools are factories, and we've discussed this a lot on the past uh, in past episodes, but government schools are factories designed to produce indoctrinated factory workers. You don't repair something like that. There is no fixing that. You abolish it. You end it. It shouldn't have existed in the first place. We made a mistake. Now end it, guys. Stop trying to fix it. There is no fixing the government schools. They need to be abolished. Your yeah. take on that, Jake. <laughs> and I love in we talked about this when we went through the book Millstones and Millstones and Stumbling Blocks. Yeah. And um but that whole idea that this is something it's it's not broken. Yep. It's not broken. <clears throat> it's just working it's working fine and it's working overtime. Yeah. Yeah. And and I another thing is that when when it becomes so depraved, you start to see it for what it is. Mm. And it's becoming like that. The more it pushes, the more it reveals itself. Yep. And it was hoping to kind of be the boiling water around a frog. Yeah. In which it slowly, slowly starts to build the heat until Whoa. you don't notice you're in boiling water. Yeah. And what's interesting is they've built it. They've turned up the heat. But now the very the very frogs that are being burned are the ones throwing the logs in the fire underneath themselves. Like yeah. <laughs> at this point, they yeah. have indoctrinated the frogs into killing themselves. Like <laughs> the whole culture itself now is in yeah. self-destruction mode because yeah. Romans 1 is becoming true on 
the people of America. I mean, they're yeah. so deceiving. reality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's claiming to be wise. They have become fools in every sense of the word found in Proverbs. And yeah. I mean, look up the word fools in Proverbs. The description is not pretty. It goes on and on and on. It's basically the worst kind of person, the person you'd never want to be. That's who these people are becoming. Claiming to be wise, they become the worst kind of person. They become a fool. Um, and, I, and I think the the key thing there is that we're we're not talking about the unbelievers. Mm. We're talking about the Christians here. Yeah, yeah, that is the, the saddest part. The Christians are the ones putting putting their children into the government indoctrination yep. camps. Yep. And as we're about to discuss on our Wednesday episode, this blame can be traced all the way back to their pastors, all the way back to the pastors whose job it is to preach the whole counsel of God who don't preach a single sermon out of the year, not even one, on education, on yeah. Christian education, and how important children are in the covenant, and how they're to be treated as covenantal heirs of the promise. How they are to be treated and, and, and given a comprehensive Christian worldview. How they're to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Are you going to hear that on church, uh, in church on Sunday? Most likely not for the large majority of America, and hence our current predicament. Great association there, Jake. Unfortunately, that is spot on. So next article is uh, the headline is Florida Christian School urges LGBT LGBT students to leave immediately. Asks teachers to only refer students by uh, refer to students by their biological gender. So that's cool. Um, some of the details. On June 16th, Grace Christian School in uh, Valrico, I'll go with that, Valrico, Valrico, Florida, sent out an email to parents informing them that they would no longer enroll uh, trans or LGBT students in the school, which is fascinating. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, I didn't know that given our wicked laws today that you were actually allowed to do that, but they seem to be getting away with it. And as we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later, they've been doing this for um, uh, decades now, which is really cool. Um, so the school said in their statement, and I'll just kind of include two of the big portions of their statement because it was really good. Um, so here's one part of their statement. One's biological sex must be affirmed and no attempts should be made to physically change, alter, or disagree with one's biological gender, including, but not limited to, elective sex reassignment, transvestite, transgender, or non-binary non gender fluid acts of conduct, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Students in school will be referred to by the gender on their birth certificate and be referenced in name in the same fashion. Boom! Mic drop. That's incredible. <laughs> we need more schools saying that. Um, next part of their uh, uh, statement that I, I just love. They went on to say, we believe that any form of homosexuality, lesbianism, bisexuality, transgender identity slash lifestyle, self-identification, bestiality, incest, fornication, adultery, and pornography are sinful in the sight of God. And the church, Genesis 2, 24, Leviticus 18, 1 through 30, Romans 1, 26 through 29, 1 Corinthians 5, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 4, 2 through 7, and I'm sure the list could go on. Students who are found participating in these lifestyles will be asked to leave the school 
immediately, end quote. That, that is how you start to fix the culture, by fixing the Christians, by removing um, uh, the, the people who are scorners, are mockers of God, are idolaters, are making themselves to be God and thinking that they can do whatever they want to their body, denying the truths of reality. This is how you fix culture. You fix the Christians first. You make it so that Psalms 1, the person described in Psalms chapter 1, where blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of Skinner, sinners, 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 nor sits in the seat of the scoffer. This is how you do that. This is how you keep these children who are Christian children enrolled in a Christian school from walking in the way of sinners. You keep the sinners away from them. If the parents aren't taking responsibility for training them, unfortunately, then the school has to step into the breach. If it claims to be a Christian school, has to act like a Christian school, like this school is doing right now, which is now, so exciting. Now, quick question. Have yeah. they, um, is this something that just came up? Because this article, is this, is this a new article? Yes, it is a new so article. Is, they've been doing this. Apparently, they've held this policy since they okay. first started in the 1970s, which is really So then cool. why is this article just now coming it up? It just came up because they just sent it out in an email to uh, school year just started. We're homeschooled, so how would we know? Uh, right. <laughs> but school year just started. And so they send out some of these policy emails just to remind everybody um, and let them know. And I don't know that there's been any like specific cases or incidents that have been reported that have occurred where they've had to kick people out because of the things they listed here. But that might be true. And so they're trying to cover all their bases and say, hey, this is our policy. You agreed to this when you signed, you know, like. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Not sure. Uh, anything else to add to, to that, Jake? Uh, to this article before you move on to the next? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I th first thought when I first heard this article, and, and this is not, not, and after hearing more about this article, um, especially from you, Bruce, I've kind of changed my argument here, but I think still I want to state this for schools that are doing what I thought this school was doing. Now, what I thought this school was doing is that they just recently put out uh, this policy saying that they um, that they're now getting rid of they're now saying LGBTQ students cannot be here. Um, yeah, but not, apparently not they've to been the doing superintendent. right, right. But apparently they they've been doing this since 1970s. So congratulations to them. I I think uh, I think I I've no I've rescinded my uh, former <laughs> original commentary. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but to the, the schools that still are allowing this, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would say, why are they just, and if, and if a school is, is coming up and saying, oh, oh, we just put a policy in saying that we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do this, to which I would say, why are they just now doing it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Better late than never, but still. Right. So, so this entire time that they didn't have this policy, those LGBTQ kids have been mm. infecting the other students yep. with the Romans 1 ideology. Yes, yes, um, exactly. 
but but when coming to this, I think the key idea is to understand what the goal of education is, right? And and to, and what I have here as like something that I think is the most important is what what's the mo- most important goal? Well, we should be going to God, mm. right, to find out what that goal is. Yeah. And and God's goal is not neutrality. Yes. The goal of education, right, is to shape young minds so that they have a base foundation of understanding, Mm. right? They have a base foundation that they can build off of, that when they grow older, they can use that and grow. Um, But when when a child is young, they are impressionable. And what education should be doing is to strive to uh, give children a basic foundation grounded in truth, right? So that when they go out into the world and learn more, they can discern right from wrong. Yes. Right? So this should be giving them, and, and people want to say that we shouldn't be teaching them what to think. We should be <laughs> teaching them how to think. <laughs> no, no. These are, these are little children um, who are born into a sinful and depraved nature. Mm. And yet now we want to say, oh, they can decide for themselves what right and wrong is. Yes. No, that's, that's not what God says. We, we should not be trusting our own hearts. We should not be trusting our own minds. Yes. We should be basing it on truth, telling them this is truth. This is what God says. This is what's right. And then also saying this is wrong. This is bad. This is not truth. This is away from God's word. And, and they should know to stay away from that. To then, when they grow older and they, um, when they grow old, they shall not depart from that basic understanding. Yes. yes. So that when they grow older, they can build off of that, but make sure they yep. keep the core principles. Make yes. sure they keep the core truth. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, to your point about the... Um, you know, teaching them what to think and not how to think, right? Like the whole Republican thing is, well, we want to teach our kids. We want them to be critical thinkers and we want them, we don't want to tell them what to think. We want to teach them how to think. And it's like, right. uh, hold on a minute. All right. I have a passage in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 19, which says, talking about the law of God, the things of God, the wisdom of God. It says, you shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. I mean, that is so comprehensive. It's all areas of life. You're talking about the things of God. I mean, a little before that, it says, you shall lay therefore, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. It goes on and on. Yeah. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's like everywhere you go, everywhere you look, Every, every time you see your hands, you think of the law of God. Every time you're walking with your children, every time you're lying down, when you rise, when you're walking, right? When you're sitting in your house, everywhere you are, you should be talking about the things of God. That doesn't mean you get from eight in the morning to three in the afternoon, three thirty in the afternoon to not think about God. And then in the, right. and then in the evening with your parents while you're doing homework, however that works, uh, they're trying to cram now a Christian worldview back into your head. 
That's insanity. That is completely contrary to scripture. Right. Not at all what we're called to do. So great point. Well, I have one last article. We have two minutes left. So (laughs) I didn't didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I know this time has flown. It's crazy. But really good (laughs) points you were making. Really good stuff. Um, This is actually like super encouraging. So I'll try and get through this. I, I want to just have some good news for the end. I mean, that, that Florida school was good news, but this is, <laughs> this is even cooler. Just wait till you hear this. I think it's all in, in – sorry. Sorry to, again, no cut worries. you off. But um, I think all of it can be understood in a little bit of a good news. Yeah, for but sure. We have, we have our problems with the very first article about, about yeah. In God We Trust. You're, but, but you're that's, right. But that is us um, – Nitpicking. Nitpicking, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that bit. is us – Trying to make sure that we always understand okay, where the goal now is. Now go further. Yes. Now go further. Well, we and I mean, stay. it's baby steps, right? We talk all the time about right. baby steps. And right. so, what Texas is taking here is a little mini baby a step, right? Yes. We're getting God, the name of God, up on a wall. Yeah. All right, little baby step. People are going to see that. It's going to be subconscious, yeah. right? But in reality, what is that going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, just all of that kind of to say that. You know, we're not trying to be pessimistic or only tell right. you the bad things. Yes, exactly. We're trying exactly. to say, this is good. Now Do let's better. keep going. Yes, you yes, know. exactly. Yeah, thanks, Jake, for restating that and kind of reframing that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, because we talk about an optimistic view of the future all the time. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't show you that in some ways things are getting better, just as yeah. God has promised, so... Yeah, good point. Thanks, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, this next hi- headline, though, is very clearly optimist, uh, optimistic. It's rather exciting, and I got chills up and down my spine when I read it. So here we go. All right, very cool. Nearly 50,000 students in the L.A. Unified School District did not attend the first day of school this year. I'll read it again because it took me a bit for that to sink in. Nearly 50 thousand students in the la unified school district did not attend the first day of school this year on august 15th during roll call roll call teachers in la gearing up for another round of regurgitating godless ideologies into their victims i victims i who wrote these notes uh, uh students we're calling them students sorry it's my bad uh they were in for a bit of a surprise um 11 percent of their victims shoot uh students again sorry students apparently, uh, didn't show up for school that day, which that's awesome. Right? 11% of the school-aged victims, students in that area did not receive godless ideologies regurgitated into their brains that day. I mean, that should, that should get you excited. 50,000 children were miraculously kept from participating in their government programs that day. Alberto Calvalho, I think that's how you say his name. He's not a great guy, so I don't mind butchering it. Uh, Who's apparently the new district superintendent responded to this in a statement saying, uh, such high absenteeism cannot be the case this year, particularly when we talk about black and brown kids, kids in poverty, English language learners, kids with disabilities. They lost so much ground. Now is the time to accelerate. That's why I'm talking to parents. You need to have your kids in school. Schools are safe. Our protocols and protections are in place. Free breakfast, free lunch. Come to school every single day. This is the time. This is the movement. I mean, moment. What? End quote. Yeah, that that guy is just freaky. He is literally... I'm just like... 
They've been at this for generations. These sly snakes have been at this for generations, and they know exactly how to manipulate people into willingly giving up their kids to the state. They give away free food. We know it's not free, so that's their first lie. Free food. Claim to help people acclimate to a new country, English language learners, right? And have support programs for kids with disabilities. All of these things are things that the churches should be doing. But we, as the church, have allowed sly, sleazy snake oil salesmen to take over the job of the church and do this to children. This is on us. This is on the church and on the people not tithing to their churches and on the churches for not using that tithe money of the people that do tithe to provide these things for the children in their community. This is a problem. We need to fix this. Nature abhors a vacuum. When the church abdicates its duties, the civil government is more than happy to step in and help, in quotes, in exchange for some of your money, of course. It's just disgusting and despicable. And these people will lie all day long and say that they're, you know, helping black and brown kids. They're helping kids in poverty. They're giving away free meals. They're, you know, doing all these wonderful humanitarian things while educating your children into things that will destroy their lives, not only here on earth, but for all eternity. Christ says it's better for a millstone to be tied around these people's necks and for them to be dropped into a lake for what they're doing to these children. This is despicable. And we as Christians need to stand up against it. Yeah. All right. That's my rant for the day. (laughs) I think, I think something that we need to understand here is that going back to what Bruce was saying about fools, I think we need to understand that these people are not smart, right? They want to claim to be um, these holistic, they're very, I don't know if holistic is the right word. That's probably not the right word. But they, 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 they claim to be these moralistic, there we go, moralistic people mm. who are looking for, for, to help people, looking yeah. for the good of other people. Right. No. These people, like Bruce was saying, is a snake oil sal- salesman. Yep. You know, they're sly. Yep. They're, they are trying to trip you up. And ultimately, right, if you go to if you go to Proverbs and you look up a fool, they are fools in the in the highest sense of the word. In the in the to the nth degree of the word. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. we need to see them that way. Yes. We need to see them in the way that they are evil. Yeah. They're fools. They're dumb. Right? They they do all of this to Stay away from God. Yep. Right. They're yep. doing all of this because they do not want to worship the true and living God. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Great summation, Jake. Thank you. Yes. And with that, we are unfortunately well over time. Seems like these current events episodes always go way over time. <laughs> Anyways, thank you as the audience so, so much for listening to us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, trdshow.net. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. flfnetwork.com slash Knoxville 2022. That is in our description. So yes, I got the link right, but you can click it in the description of this video or podcast. Check it out, buy your tickets, October 6th through the 8th. You can meet us in person. Wonderful conference, wonderful speakers. We will be interviewing, hopefully, some of them on the show during the conference time. We're very excited to talk to some of them, uh, including 
Doug Wilson, who is, uh, we're reading his book this month, and we'll probably be chatting with him on the show during that uh, time, which will be neat, and you'll get to hear him speak at the conference. So, buy your tickets right now. It's going to be fun. It's really cool. And um, until then, we will see you on our Wednesday episode. You don't want to miss this. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.